Hello everyone and welcome to a new series that we're going to embark on together entitled Heroes, Villains and Redemption. Today we're going to start with the Hulk and customarily with every uh, sermon series and with every sermon I will start off with a video for you to watch. So let's go right into the video. Just can't go around throwing shields at people. Could have killed me. I know, I'm sorry. I just got so angry all the time. Hulk always, always angry. Well, welcome back. So welcome to a new series, Heroes, Villains, and Redemption. The goal of this series is not just a character analysis, nor a psychological treatise, because you could easily Google that. You could go to marvel.com to look at the uh, character's bio. But then also, interestingly enough, there's many books on Amazon and also uh, documents on Google that you could find that psychologists, when they have nothing better to do, they would analyze these comic book characters and take a look at their psychological analysis. We're not going to do that. We're going to take a little brief look at their bio, but we're not going to be really in depth with it. Most importantly, our goal in this series is to know how the gospel can engage with each comic book character. Or in Christian terms, how can the gospel redeem each character? Let's be honest. These comic book characters are not real. However, their personality, their backstory, their inner and personal conflicts, dilemmas, do speak to some of us, just like characters in a fiction novel. Actually, I believe that each comic book character's narrative has some element that speaks to all of us, both emotionally and spiritually. So let's begin this adventure, shall we? Let's begin with the Incredible Hulk, the green, angry machine. What's the backstory of the Hulk? Well, according to Marvel.com, he's the second other person of Bruce Banner. He is a brilliant scientist who is shy, introverted, and socially awkward. But when he gets angry, he turns into the Hulk. So what's the backstory? How did he become the Hulk? Well, one day, Banner was testing a nuclear bomb using gamma rays. Only that during the countdown, there was a teenager in the testing field wandering around. Bruce ran out to tell the boy to get out while the countdown was still going on. Interesting enough, the countdown was still going on. Well, the bomb went off, and Bruce pushed the boy into a shelter while he was while Bruce himself was being bathed with gamma rays, according to Marvel.com. Bruce survived, but gained the ability, or curse, of becoming this green, almost indestructible monster called the Hulk. The name was coined by a military soldier who first encountered the green beast. That's okay, that was the fun part. Now the series is the part. And you know, both Marvel and DC do a great job in understanding character complexes. And they don't shy away from darker theme subjects. Hulk was no exception. In the comics, the effects of the gamma rays did not turn Banner into the Hulk. In actuality, the gamma rays just multiplied the psychosomatic effects of what was going on in Banner's inner self. In other words, whatever is going on in inside Banner the gamma rays enabled his body to reflect the most dominant emotional expression physiologically 1,000 times over. 
Marvel believed that each human being has a dominant emotional expression out of all the emotions we have. Surprising, isn't it? Coming from a comic book. Psychological analysis coming from a comic book. Emotional expressions that express what is really going on inside ourselves, in, within ourselves. And for us Christians, we would call that our soul. Anger is just one of many expressions of things that may be going on in the inside. And Banner's dominant emotional expression to express what, ter- what inner turmoil that he's having inside is anger. Surprising, isn't it? This shy person, this shy Banner, unassuming, introverted, socially awkward, his dominant emotional expression is anger. But maybe it's not surprising at all for some of us. Anger can be expressed in different ways. Not all anger is expressed like this volcanic eruption, right? It could be clenching of teeth or fists, talking really quickly, banging things, or the impulse to do something like washing dishes or cleaning the house, or even escape into one's work. For me, and when I get angry, I bury myself in my work or go to the gym and punch a bag. Or like Mr. Rogers would say, punch a load, uh, a, cl- a lump of clay or play the lowest keys in the piano and just hammer it down. Regardless of how we express our anger, anger is a psycholog- physiological and emotional expression of what's really going on in the inside of us. We will get into anger shortly, but first let's get back to Banner. For Banner, that inner turmoil that has been brewing inside of him all began when he was just a child. His father was an alcoholic and was abusive to both Banner and to his mom. During Banner's teenage years, his father had a drunken episode and abused his mom so badly that his father actually killed his mom right in front of Banner's eyes. And hence, Banner kept this turmoil inside of him this bitterness towards his father, and later subsequent bullying as well throughout his youth growing up. His intellectual brilliance was his way to shield himself from others, and his work obsession was his way to escape from dealing with the inner unreconciled turmoil within himself. He's very defensive when criticized and gets angry when things don't come his way. However, instead of lashing out, or vent, his expression of anger as Bruce Banner was more of a clenching his teeth, head down, run away back to his work. Well, unfortunately, his alter personage of the Hulk had other ways of expressing anger. Smash, smash. So how can the gospel redeem such an individual like Bruce Banner? Who, on the one hand, deals with anger by suppressing it, by adding perceived value onto himself, while also at the same time obviously needs to deal with his anger or else he becomes this destructive force that not only endangers buildings, but also endangers innocent lives. Let's look at anger first. When I did some research on anger, I came across this picture of an iceberg. You notice that anger is at the tip of the iceberg? Does anyone know what that idiom tip of the iceberg means? 
it means that there is more than what meets the eye. That the tip of the iceberg, what we see, does not show everything below. Anger is just an expression of what we see, but we really don't know what the source of where the anger is coming from. So in this picture, we see that anger is an expression of many possible sources, or better word for us is wounds. Embarrassment, fear, shame, guilt, offense, hurt, regret, anxiety, overwhelmed, grief. All of these could be possible turmoil that Banner was going through within himself that the gamma rays express exponentially as anger. And interestingly, many psychologists conclude that anger is a learned behavior and not a behavior that comes naturally. We weren't born with certain expressions of anger. We weren't born to go smash smash. We weren't born to clench our teeth. We weren't born to run away. No, this type of behavior, the way we express anger, is actually learned from various mediums, such as our parents, interactions with each other, and with other people, and also on television and other mediums. So for Banner, his anger of withdrawal and compensating it with his work, that's a learned behavior. And then, unfortunately, his other side with the Hulk, he also learned about smashing as well. And sadly, I think he learned that from his dad. So what are the sources of Banner's anger then, if anger is an expression of those sources? Actually, we used a better word than just sources. In fact, let's use a different word than sources. Let's use wounds of our soul. May I propose one? Maybe you see some other ones of Banner, and I'll leave that with you to reflect on. Feel free to discuss this and other wounds you believe Banner had with your small groups through your virtual discussion rooms. But allow me to propose one prevalent wound in Bruce Banner, and that is helplessness. Bruce Banner expressed these wounds with anger, and Marvel presented this quite well, whether it be in the movies or in comic books. That whenever Banner felt helpless, scared, or entrapped, he gets stressed out or anxious by it, i.e. triggered by the environment or situation. And then the Hulk comes into being. Hence, one of the episodes, Thor kept on reciting the lullaby trance to Banner in one scene when Banner was getting stressed out when he found himself on an alien planet. So let's summarize before we move on. Anger is an emotional expression of what's really going on inside of our soul. Anger can be expressed in many ways, i.e. not exclusively with Hulk smash smash. Anger is the result when what's really going on in our soul is triggered. It's sort of like an open and unhealed wound in our soul. And when a situation arises, it's like pouring cleaning alcohol on the wound. It freakishly hurts. We're screaming in pain. Well, that's anger. When our wounds in our soul are triggered, anger comes. So what can the gospel do to redeem such a person like Banner? How can the gospel speak into his wounds, helplessness, fear, and lack of control? And how about us? Especially those of us who do get angry when triggered. How can the gospel redeem and heal the wounds of our soul? Well, let's look at 
one of the passages in the Bible. If you have your Bible, turn with me to James chapter 1, verse 16 to 22. And I put it up on the screen here. It says this, Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because anger does not produce, I'm sorry, let's clarify this. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which you can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. What is helplessness? It's the inability to defend oneself, to figure things out on our own and not needing anyone's help or charity. In other words, independence. Because if we show dependency, it's like a sign of weakness. No wonder the Hulk comes out of Banner whenever Banner feels helpless. Hulk is like the solution to compensate for Banner's self-perceived helplessness. When Banner feels helpless, he gets triggered and becomes angry, which then results in the Hulk go smash smash. Today, many of the TED Talks provide self-help solutions. Notice that what I just said, self-help, meaning you can do it on your own. You dictate, you control your own destiny, they say. Sure, you can ask for help, but we shouldn't call it help, but rather we should call it assistance. Assistance is still under your control and not something that people offer to you out of their charity, because if it was a free handout, you will feel small and helpless and little and puny. It's up to you to take control and help yourself and become independent, not, de not dependent. Hence, how does Bruce Banner compensate for this? Well, he studies. He becomes a genius. He has five PhDs in all the hardest fields of science, except flying an alien spaceship. And if he feels like he's out of options or is unable to resolve a problem, he gets angry. And Hulk comes out and goes smash smash. How does the gospel speak into this wound of helplessness? Well, let's look at some of the points made in the passage we just read in James. First point, every good and perfect gift is from God. Second point, God was the one who enabled us to come to being and made us who we are. Third point, he chose us to be who we are for a purpose. And that purpose is that we may become first fruits i.e. his beloved children, to look after us, to take care of us, and provide us with the freedom to love and the freedom to be loved by him and by others. Because of Banner's avoidance of feeling helpless, he couldn't accept help from others. But most importantly, throughout his whole life, 
he couldn't accept love from others. Now, for some of you who may know his biography, he couldn't accept love from Betty Ross. And for some of you who watched the Avengers movies, he couldn't even accept love from the Black Widow. He ran away from, his, from this love because he didn't want to feel helpless or depend on others, especially depend on love. This could be from his abusive past. This could be from his trauma when he witnessed his mother being beaten and killed. Regardless of his past, he just didn't want to feel helpless and depend on others' help and most importantly, on their love. Yet Jesus' gospel, James says that when you trust in God, believe that God is in control, believe that he is the one who willed it and made us into being, the one who chose to call us his children, become his firstfruits, and that he desires to give us his every good and perfect gift to all of us, we need to humbly accept this grace, this act of charity from God that was made available through Jesus' death and resurrection in order to have freedom from the wounds of helplessness. Only then, only when we believe in these truths of the gospel, James says, that we will become slow to anger and not go smash mash. Why is it so important to believe these truths of the gospel and allow the gospel to heal our wounds of helplessness. Because James said this in verse 20, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Righteousness that God desires is faith in him. If we continue to allow our wounds to be open and be triggered by circumstances and situations like alcohol pouring on an open wound, James is saying we really don't have faith in God. Our need to avoid helplessness is actually our lack of faith in God, which means that's not what God desires. God desires us to humbly accept His grace and accept the truth that He will provide every good and perfect gift that He sees that we need. When we feel helpless, when we are triggered to express anger, because of feeling helpless, may we remind ourselves that God promises to provide it if we trust in him. Good and perfect gifts. I think that will help us to not go smash, smash. Well, let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for reminding us that in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of stress, in the midst of when we feel helplessness, that we can always go back to the gospel, to your son, Jesus, to his story, to remind ourselves of who we are in you, to continue to receive your abundant grace and remind ourselves that you have chose us into being, to become your first fruits, your children, to be loved, to love, and to also receive good gifts from you. Help us, O oh Lord, to be thankful and to remind ourselves of that so that we can allow your spirit to heal our wounds inside. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, before we leave, let me just turn off my camera here. And I have, I'm going to leave you with you all four questions for reflection.
When you get angry or upset, what is usually the situation that you're encountering that made you angry or upset? Share the story with your group or write it out in your journal. Second question, go back to the anger iceberg. Reflect on the various wounds listed in the bottom half of the iceberg. Are there any wounds listed that you could relate with? If not listed, what do you think your wounds are that anger is an expression of? Anger may not be your dominant expression when your wounds are triggered. Seriously, there are many expressions out there. Some of us may not be angry when, we, when our wounds are triggered. It could be anxiety. It could be stress. It could be flustered. Share with your group or write in your journal what expressions you may show when wounds are triggered. And lastly, discuss or write in your journal on how the gospel can redeem and heal those wounds. I will leave these questions with you for your uh, reflection. You may use these questions in your small groups as you meet virtually online. Till next time, have a blessed week. Hello, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed the last sermon on the Hulk. Just a reminder that we will be having a CallBridge video conferencing this Sunday on April 5th. And it's the first Sunday of the month. So we will also have communion over the virtual conference call. Now, I included the link below, as you can see here, of how to access the CallBridge conference call. Either you click on the link or you could call in with that number using the access code. There we will have discussions, Q&A, share prayer requests, and talk about the sermon that we just heard or watched. So till next time, have a blessed week and hope to see you on Sunday, April 5th, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on the CallBridge conference call. I'll be available throughout that time, so drop in anytime between 12, 11 to 12.30 p.m. to join in on the conversation. Have a blessed week. Bye now.